What is up? What is up? Welcome to the Terrible Wrestling Takes Podcast with me, your host, The Bishop, TW Takes. Do not forget, do not forget, review if you do, rate if you feel. Follow me at TW Takes Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Email me with all your terrible takes at bishoptwtakes at gmail.com. It's now time for more terrible wrestling takes. Oh shit, here we go. About time. Figure this shit out. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. But, we're here now. We are here now. I tell you, man, I miss podcasting. I'm glad I don't do it every day because that would be one hell of a strain. But when I don't get a chance to do it, I'm like, all right, cool. Let's go. Let's fucking go. So come join. Come join out there in listener land. Join the chats, Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook chat. I got to figure out how to make it not read only. So my bad on that. I don't, I don't really know what's up. I uh, gotta gotta work with the program on that one. Uh, other than that, man, we had uh, some pretty good WWE action the last couple days. NXT was dope. Uh, SmackDown was dope. Uh, we got a uh, AEW pay per view coming up. They're teasing some shit. But let's get into the to the shit that I talk about. Let's let's get into NXT. Let's get into SmackDown. So right off the jump. We are listening. Thank you, wife. Shout out to Mrs. TW Takes and TW Takes Jr. All right, NXT Wednesday night. Fun show. Fun show. Um, I'm, I was a little bothered only by one thing, and that's Zia Lee and Caden Carter next week. Other than that, I was pretty much cool with everything. I love watching Zia Lee. I want to see her perform every single week. Uh, but they did a hell of a job teasing the next match. Started off with Ciampa and Thatcher against Birch and Lorcan. You know, was a earn your way to a title shot and I always hate when the champions lose in a match that's not for the title really bothers me what we got here was just a a, a, quite a solid match but also the champions winning so you maintain the integrity and having Thatcher and Ciampa lose because of an Imperium distraction leads you to so many different possibilities with with the promo that Thatcher had later in the night with, uh, you know, basically saying that everyone has a past and Imperium keeps bringing mine up. You know, Ciampa trying to distract them out of it, saying that the past is the past. It makes you wonder, right? You know, we're going to get tag team storyline on different levels because they're not going to go after Birch and Lorcan again. They'll be going after Imperium in some way, shape, or form. Imperium's probably still going to just continue to bring the fight to them. So that'll be hard-hitting. It'll be incredible. And then also we had uh, Phantasma fucking attack uh, Brizango. So you're, you're developing three storylines within the tag team division. That's, that's fucking better than what Raw and SmackDown are doing. NXT's doing some fucking good work, man. Some really, really good work. Uh, throughout the night, the way went to therapy. I thought it was fucking stupid. Uh, I really didn't like it at all. The, the end of it... Because the whole thing was just Johnny being an asshole, right? And then at the end of it, Johnny pays off the therapist. I don't fucking... I, I don't know what we're doing. I don't know what we're doing. Loomis is too good for that. Johnny's too distracting to have this be something I could give a shit about. Um, you know, it just... I don't know, man. It just... The fact that people were talking about it, thinking it was funny. I just... I didn't get it. 
I didn't get it. It just seems so out of place. Indy Hartwell thinking that he's hot. You know, that, that all makes sense within the context, too. Like, they're adding layers to it. But, I don't know. It's just not fun for me. Everything the way is doing, I'm just, I'm not really feeling it. Ember Moon had another singles match. Looked outstanding uh, against Aaliyah from the Robert Stone brand. And, and I think we're going to get some more legs out of the Robert Stone brand. It feels like he's getting the opportunity to be on screen a little bit more. I loved his acting when it came to being traumatized by Shotzi's tank. That was really cool. Uh, but Ember Moon, just keep, she keeps performing, and I like it. I like it. She's, she's getting back to the old Ember Moon, but even cleaner. I thought Aaliyah looked a little bit out of place. But again, like I've said, time on TV, time on TV. And the way things are shaped, shaping up with Peacock, not that I know anything, but rumors of them going to Tuesday, having the NXT Evolve thing for Saturdays. I think we're headed for some real quality time on TV, which which will be awesome. Uh, get Get these guys and gals. Some 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 real real good uh, time on TV. So we, you know, Aaliyah doesn't look out of place, and you know, everyone tightens their shit up just a little bit more. Be awesome. Be real awesome. La Knight, I thought had another really good promo. Uh, I am ready for him to start wrestling. I, I've purposely chosen not to go back and look at his old stuff because I want to be surprised. I want to see something for the first time. Uh, when when I did that with AJ, and then he started doing a lot of the same moves that he did before WWE, I was like, okay, cool. And then he just became undeniable to me. So that's that's fine as well. But this LA Knight thing, I'm, I'm actually liking it a lot. And that's a testament to his promo ability, right? He He's giving me a reason to want to see him. Now, he distracted Bronson Reed and interfered with that match costing Bronson Reed against Cameron Grimes, which is never a fucking bad match. Those guys have awesome chemistry. Uh, really like watching them uh, over the last year or so interact uh, in the ring, whether it was a you know ladder match or singles, but they they have a, a, a great, great chemistry in the ring. Uh, but yeah, I want to, I want to see LA Knight wrestle. He can't keep, uh, he can't keep promoing his way into our hearts. He has to, he's got to do something. Uh, but yeah, by by interfering with Bronson Reed, costing him the match against Cameron Grimes, I thought was great because it gives Grimes a little bit of credibility in the ring, finally getting a win. Uh, Bronson Reed can take a loss in this fashion because his comeuppance is going to be the complete ass-whooping of LA Knight. It's going to happen. He's going to beat the shit out of LA Knight, and I'm here for it. I'm absolutely here for it. It's, it's going to be good. It's, it's going to be really good. Bronson Reed's always on another level. Uh, this still, this Cameron Grimes character though, uh, I've been a fan of Cameron Grimes since he's been back. Well, really since he's been in NXT, I don't, I've never liked his characters though. That's the thing. And, and shout to Marsh for, for saying that I get worked by this shit, but it's just, it's just preference, you know, uh, like with the conspiracy Sammy, right? He's starting to wrestle more. So I don't mind the character as much. Right. And this Cameron Grimes thing, this crypto Cameron, whatever he is, He's, he's not, he's better than that. You know, he's better than a wonky character because that's what he was before. He was the same character without money before. And then when he gets in a ring, he may or may not win based on the character. Um, so I don't know where this is going as far as the, the crypto Cameron goes, but, you know, I'm here to watch him wrestle and his, his wrestling matches are, are damn near undeniable. So, um, 
if the character doesn't take the entire show with backstage vignettes and we do get wrestling, then I'm okay with that. So, they, I mean, they did some character work the week before to get you to buy in, and they kind of tied into that this week, too, and then gave us more wrestling, and now it makes more sense. But I, I just, I hate the fucking squealing that he does and the, the over-exaggerated laughing. It doesn't make me hate him. I hate the fact that he does it. Now, if it did it to to make me hate him, that's different. But that's just not not how I feel. The only other uh, footnote as far as the match goes was the women's tag title match. Shannon and I versus Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. And, you know, I thought it was I thought it was really good. Uh, it wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be. It started out really dope with Dakota Kai just bumping around the ring like crazy. I mean, she's so talented. She is... I, I don't know, man. She she does everything for everyone in the ring, and I think she's super underrated. I think she needs her due. Uh, I would love to see Dakota Kai really gain some steam at some point in time. I don't anticipate her and Raquel being together for a long time. Uh, the way this match played out, I, I don't know if we're gonna if we're gonna keep them together. But we got a big surprise next week, and I'll get into the next week in just a second. Uh, a couple takeaways from this match, though. I thought Shayna Baszler felt at home. The way she was looking in the ring, her comfortability, all that shit, she looked super fucking home. I was like, damn it. And it made me want her to go back to NXT, and I'm not that guy, because I think she's special. I think Shayna Baszler is special. I think there's there's no one out there with the legit ability she has. Her and Asuka are just the two most technical and belief wrestlers. The things they do, their strikes... Um, you know, every time they put an emphasis on Shayna's joint manipulation, everything looks phenomenal. So I would like to see, I would like to see Shayna get away from Nia in some type of believable singles capacity. And if it can't take place on Raw or SmackDown, then please go home. Please go home back to NXT. She looks so fucking good there. My, my biggest gripe with this match besides the ending was the first time Raquel got in the ring was during picture in picture. I, I was watching this match with fucking bated breath. I was the, on the edge of my seat. This is something I've been calling for for a long time. And the fact that Raquel got in the ring while it was in picture in picture, I'm like, what the fuck? This, this is what we're waiting for. We're waiting for her to step face to face. But she did a good job of beating down Shayna. Uh, they made her versus Nia look like something that was, uh, you know, a thing to be reckoned with. I thought that Shayna did a fantastic job making Raquel and Dakota look legit. Um, they they just worked so well together, you know. And I, I had this I had this thought and and shouts to Asia Smith or Aja Smith. Sorry, I didn't ask how you uh, how you pronounce your name, but uh, Asia Smith at the beginning of the match held up the titles, and I I kind of cocked my head a bit. I go, she has a look that she knows how important this match is. And I was like, oh shit, she's a woman ref held with the task of keeping this women's tag team title match on NXT together. And not for nothing, that's that's fucking important. And you can see the important on Asia's face. And then she tweeted it out and I, I gave her love on her tweet and she, she liked it, so I appreciate that. Um, I, I felt that. I felt her emotions in that match and I... I couldn't have been happier for her. Since I've been watching NXT during the podcast, 
she stood out to me a lot. I've tweeted to her multiple times about how athletic she is as a ref, how much I appreciate what she does in the ring. You know, refs go very underrated when they fuck up. It's definitely noticeable. She is always in the right position. She is one of the most athletic refs that they have. She does such a fantastic job, and I'm glad she felt the weight of that moment and performed as well as she did. She had the opportunity to take part in the finish of the match. I thought that was dope, too. Raquel accidentally hit her with a boot. Uh, Raquel and Nia go out to the outside of the ring while Raquel's the legal woman at that, and they end up taking each other out over the, the announce table. Now, when Adam Pierce came out with the Raw ref, I, I was I was shocked, and I, I didn't understand why Adam Pierce would be there, but he was over-exaggerated on how bad he needed the ref to get down there that I'm really... I'm really kind of perplexed on what Adam Pierce is doing, what his what his whole mentality is, and, and we'll get into that with SmackDown too. But the Raw ref ends up having uh, calling for a uh, a submission victory for Shayna and Nia because Shayna knocked out uh, Dakota Kai with a choke, but Dakota Kai wasn't the legal one. Now the ref did a great job on Twitter. Said I was instructed by Adam Pierce to call the action as I see it in the ring. And Baszler had knocked out Kai. Match was over. I'm like, damn, that's one hell of a way to cover it up. And look, they they move on. But what does this do for Raquel and Dakota Kai? We don't know because oh, you know what? Finn and Roddy Strong had a had a good match too. Fuck my bad. Uh, but next week, William Regal is going to make an announcement on the tag titles. Uh, Finn and Roddy Strong had a great match, and I was I was a little surprised how great it was because I'm not a Roddy Strong guy. I hate his uh, running forearms and all that shit. But it was a fun match. It was a good match. If you didn't watch NXT, watch the whole show. It it was fully entertaining front to back. Fully entertaining front to back. Uh, after recapping everything else, my mind is a little blank on the rest of what Finn and Roddy Strong did. Um, I know Adam Cole came out and stood at the top of the ramp because early in the night, Finn Finn said it next week. Finn Balor, Adam Cole for the NXT Championship. And we're getting some fucking March 10th damn near super show. I mean, EO versus Tony is official next week. Finn versus Cole is official next week. The two main titles are on the line next Wednesday night. Fucking A. Fucking A. And it leads into what's going to happen during WrestleMania week, right? They're going to do a Thursday night uh, takeover. At least that's what the the rumors are. Um, I, I saw... Uh, wrestling ops shout the wrestling ops on twitter they uh they posted the schedule for wrestlemania week and we're gonna have a thursday takeover supposedly uh once that's confirmed by wwe once once nxt announces it um you know i'll be announcing a couple things on this podcast shouts to the people i've been reaching out to we're gonna try to do a uh kind of like a super week for wrestlemania here on the podcast as well try to get together with some other podcasters some listeners and and supporters to see if I can provide as much content as possible for WrestleMania week. Uh, it's it's going to be fucking awesome. It's going to be awesome. So we'll see, man. We'll see what happens on NXT. We'll see what happens with uh, with William Regal's announcement. I'm super excited for EO and Tony. Uh, I don't think Mercedes Martinez is going to factor into this. She hasn't been around since the takeover. Hopefully Finn Balor versus Adam Cole doesn't have any undisputed era interference. Uh, I don't know what we're going to. I don't know what we're getting at. Because in the overall, nobody else is staking claim to the belt. 
So who could who else could Finn Balor wrestle take over WrestleMania? What what could that be? What what could that match be? So we'll see what happens on March 10th. Uh, I'm I'm really really excited for it. The other match we have is Ziya Lee versus Kaden Carter, and that's I mean when you look at that, two matches are going to take up probably an hour, and one of them is going to take up a good you know 10 minute chunk of time. What else do we have going on next week? So. Should be good. Should be really, really exciting. If you're not watching NXT, uh, you're doing something wrong. NXT is doing fucking great work. Great, great, great work. Let's move to SmackDown. Let's head on over to SmackDown. I am slowly becoming invested in what Daniel Bryan's doing. Okay? I'm not a Daniel Bryan guy. I I don't like his in-ring work. His promos have never hit for me. But this Daniel Bryan is talking differently. And... I don't necessarily disagree with him. He's right in what he was saying this week, that he's been failing himself by saying he has the ability to be the best. What he thinks is the best, or what his fans think are him as the best, still isn't his best version, I think. And that's just me. Again, if he's if he turns himself into a ground-based striker, how do we not get the best version then? Because I, I just... I never feel like he inflicts enough damage. That's the thing. Uh, shout to Mrs. TW Takes. She says, I agree. Not a fan of DB, but this uh, this promo this week was good. I also am starting to be invested. Yeah, it's it's feeling like something. Because he's not, he's not being the arrogant without something behind it. He's been wrestling really good matches. He's been losing. And he's letting you know he understands he's losing. Now... Where what do we do from here? Well, he's going to tighten up his performance. He's going to be better at what he does. Elimination Chamber proved that he knows he can get it done. And even what he did in in Elimination Chamber felt like he was adding a little bit more oomph to what he was doing. And he's a little guy. It just is what it is. He's a small dude. So he has to hit hard. He has to hit often. So the more strikes he incorporates into his game, the better he looks. Because he's not going to be able to bounce around Roman. So... Uh, we're going to get something at Fastlane that I think is going to be the best version of Daniel Bryan, and I'm excited for that. Definitely, definitely excited for that. Uh, I thought, that, like the like the missus said, I thought the promo this week was as invested as I can get, for sure. Uh, Roman came out, and they cut the commercial, came back, there was a promo, and he basically was just letting them know that, like, you're just not on this level. Um, but again... Everything that they're doing is about showing strength to Daniel Bryan because Roman and what he's doing is super established. Uh, first couple matches of the night were Montez versus Baron Corbin and Angelo Dawkins versus Sami Zayn. And I really like the fact that Montez was able to look good, but Corbin won the match because Corbin is a legit single star. And he said that on his on his way down to the ring. That he didn't agree to a tag match with Sammy against the Street Profits. He said, I'm a legit singles competitor. And he he looked it. Uh, his end of days is fucking phenomenal. I am such a big Corbin supporter. I would love for some type of run at the title. I know him and Roman did work together before. But everything that Roman did beforehand was always done with this slight of how do we get fans to stop booing him when they shouldn't have been booing him to begin with. Now they don't have to worry about that. This Corbin against this Roman is actually a way to like almost get Baron Corbin to be babyface. And I'm here for it. I'm here for Baron Corbin 
fucking winning titles. Uh, he won't beat Roman for one, but anyway, uh, like I've been saying for the last couple weeks, Angelo Dawkins is a phenomenal technician. Him against Sami Zayn was an awesome match for you know for a regular SmackDown. Sami's still being distracted by his everyone, his conspiracy theories and shit. Everyone being against him. Dawkins picks up the win. I thought it was great. And that's how you tie in the character to the to the wrestler to make it make sense. Like I've said before, the the build with this character I didn't like. But Sammy being distracted by the conspiracy, now he's looking like the fool, but it's also showing where his head's at. So now he can battle himself out of this by streamlining his focus. If he wants to win matches, then he needs to stop paying attention to the camera crews. Uh, at least in my opinion. Uh, I thought Dominic versus Chad Gable was an okay match. I wasn't uh, I wasn't a huge fan of the match. Felt like, you know, Dominic still needed to improve. He's He's been doing this for a while on TV. Like I've been complaining about the NXT competitors that they don't have enough time on TV. But everything Dominic's been doing is on TV. And he's looking good, but it's because they're allowing him to do the moves. They're not... They're not fucking, uh, what you call it? They're not, they're not being performed fluidly within a match, uh, in my opinion. In my opinion, um, we had a Buddy Murphy Cesaro match that was fucking awesome. Cesaro getting another tap out on the fucking sharpshooter. I mean, what? Where are we going with Cesaro? I mean, he was on, he was on after the bell uh, with Corey Graves and Vic Joseph, and I mean, he even said it. You know, we're starting the storyline with Seth. If that becomes a singles match at Mania, uh, that would make him very happy. It would make us happy, too. At least I, I say us for any fan who wants to see it. I think that would be dope, him and Seth Rollins at Mania. Uh, we might get it at Fastlane and not get it at Mania. Either way, as long as we get 15, 20 minutes of it, I'm more than fine with that. Uh, Kevin Owens and, and Seth Rollins proved last year that just a regular singles match on WrestleMania could be the, the steal of the show. And they basically did anything non-cinematic had to live up to Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins from last year. So um, if Seth Rollins and Cesaro turn out to be a WrestleMania match, I'm okay with that too. Uh, earlier in the night, Carmella had dumped Reginald from her services. Uh, he basically, you know, kept fucking up. So we had Bianca versus Shayna. And again, I said this last week, and I don't think people are realizing this enough. When we gave Bailey and Sasha credit for carrying those women tag titles everywhere, the women are starting to do this now, too. Uh, Shayna and I, they've been on every TV show pre-fucking, uh, pre-fucking, what was the last pay-per-view? Jesus Christ. Elimina- elimination Chamber. Pre-Elimination Chamber, they've been all over the place. So, I mean, shout to them for, for fucking carrying these titles and, and drumming up interest. Now, to be fair, it's not really leading to anywhere except for what this external storyline is going to be, which I'm cool with it because we are getting there. But Shannon and I have been on every show, man. They every show for the last last two weeks. They've been on every show, uh, and they they haven't looked the fool either. So, as far as their performance wise, like yeah, they, the match against Charlotte, uh, Shayna Charlotte was trash. But uh, anyway, uh, it was Bianca versus Shayna this week on SmackDown. Uh, okay match. Uh, Nia came out with Shayna. Once uh, Bianca was all the way down, uh, Sasha's music hit. Two seconds later, Reginald came out. And I'm like, oh boy, what's happening now? Um, I thought Shayna 
did exactly what she did on Wednesday night, man. She she helped Bianca look really strong. I, we got to give it up for Shayna, man. Shayna Baszler's just doing fucking phenomenal work. And again, you know, I'm, I'm not going to harp on her age, but she's turning 41 this year. How much more Shayna Baszler do we have? How much more Shayna Baszler do we have? Can we can we Bobby Lashley this girl, this lady, this woman, this respectable fighter? Can we Bobby Lashley her and build her up to be fucking impressively amazing and get her a title that she fucking holds on to? Can we get Shayna to run the show? Her promos are getting better. Her in-ring work and lifting up other competitors is looking outstanding. Let's do this. Let's get Shayna some, some fucking love here. Anyway, Reginald factored into this decision of this match too. And I don't remember who it was that, that said it. Um, that will Reginald now be factored into the women's division in some way, shape, or form? That's just dumb. I don't want to see that. Uh, he's He is playing his part well. Uh, he got taken out by Sasha, by Nia. Uh, Carmella hit him. I mean, he's he, his part was played well. Now, if we're moving and he goes to 205 Live or he enters singles competition, uh, I'm cool with that too, you know, that but let's just move on from this. You know what I'm saying? Let's just move on from this. Uh, one thing, though, I, I did find to be odd is Reginald factored into the decision. And Bianca still won. Yet, Bianca was talking shit to Sasha and Reginald when she left. And Bianca looked like the asshole in this. Now, I don't know if this is her acting that did that or if it's the situation. And if the situation put her there to look like the asshole then I don't like this because babyface Sasha definitely works, but you're not going to get us to support Bianca at all. And also, we're not going to hate Bianca enough to want Sasha to win because I think at this stage of the game, we just want a good match. So we'll, we'll see how this all plays out. We'll see how all this plays out. Um, I just I found the end of that match to be really odd. Really, really odd. Uh, before we get into the main event, Let's get through the last two promos. Uh, Ding dong hello segment I thought was great. Bailey uh, decided to do sweet tweets instead of mean tweets. And she read uh, complimentary tweets to Bailey, which I thought was great. And it ended when somebody had snuck her a mean tweet. So that was pretty funny. Uh, And Apollo, 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 man. Apollo's promo I thought was great. I, I absolutely loved it. He has this air and presence to him. That he hasn't had before. And whether it's... You know, since they haven't revisited the Roman thing, I don't want to give Roman credit for this. But I want them to give Roman credit for this. So there's... It doesn't look like it's a character shift for no reason. Okay, so if you... And and I don't want Roman to have credit for Apollo in the overall. I just want him to at least acknowledge so it can be tied together. After my talk with Roman and Paul, I decided that family is what needs to be first and foremost in my life. That's all I'm saying. Because if you do that, then you have the explanation of why Apollo did this. There's a couple different things that I thought I need to let it play out before I pass judgment. But I'm going to give the details without allowing it to adjust my feelings, if that makes sense. So... Having the spear and having the soldiers behind him made it feel like what WWE 
wants to depict an African. And if all of that was Apollo's idea and he's okay with it, then it makes sense. Him adjusting his voice, he said it's his natural voice. Hey, by all means, when but when you add those characteristics to someone who hasn't had it before, it seems like a put-on. It seems like they're making a cartoon version of it. Now, it also coincides with the Coming to America release that, that dropped yesterday. So you have Coming to America, Coming to America 2, shout out to Eddie Murphy, Arsenio Hall. Coming to America 2, it released on, on Amazon the same day Apollo came out with the Spear and the Soldiers. And it could be a coincidence, it could be not, because they're usually more, more cerebral. And if they did that for association, then it makes a ton of sense. An absolute ton of sense. And if this is Apollo's idea, I'm all for it too. I just don't want him to feel like he has to go into some stereotypical situation where, oh, you're playing an African, use the African accent, all this shit. Now, he may have been talking more American English than his natural voice before, but I don't know that to be true because uh, I don't know Apollo personally. But I love the intensity. I feel his reputation being built strong just by looking at him do this. Uh, and I- I'm excited for it. I'm excited to see where it goes. Uh, however this plays out, I'm, I'm completely here for it. Uh, other than that, we got Jey Uso and Daniel Bryan in a steel cage match. Um, you know, I'm finding it hard to, to completely separate the rinse and repeat that we're getting on SmackDown. But they make it easy by having really good matches. But they did this with Kevin Owens. And Jey Uso and Daniel Bryan have had several matches together. That's one thing that we complained about for years, right? Why are we getting the same match over and over and over again? When Kevin Owens and uh, Chris Jericho were doing the Festival of Friendship, one of the two of them was the main event of Raw for like 20 straight weeks. And Roman Reigns was part of that for like 16 of those weeks. And we kept getting that rinse. And people were complaining. We're not complaining yet that this Jey Uso, Daniel Bryan stuff is getting old because it's not. Because they haven't missed. Like, <laughs> they literally have awesome matches all the time. My problem is, though, where I'm, I'm, I'm on the fence about the rinse and repeat, is that Daniel Bryan attacked Jey Uso before the match. And they had an awesome match in which Jey Uso had a chance. And now Daniel Bryan still wins. Is this where Jey Uso goes, if you don't attack me beforehand, you're not winning that match. And we get it again. You know what I mean? I, I don't want to keep doing that. I want to have just... Fucking quality matches and move on. Quality matches and move on. Daniel Bryan and Jey Uso both did that for a while. You know, new opponent every week. Uh, so we'll see, though. We'll see. Because now that Daniel Bryan has won, he gets a title shot at Fastlane. And Elimination Chamber, a lot of us said it. If we're getting that Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns at Fastlane, six years in the making, let's fucking go. Like, I, no, I do not anticipate Roman losing this title whatsoever. Uh, we haven't seen Edge, so we'll see if he plays into it. Fastlane, I believe, is two weeks from tomorrow. So March, Fastlane, March 21st. So we got two weeks. Two weeks from, from Sunday. I mean, it's building. It's building. Oh, that's the other thing I had to mention. After Shayna Baszler, uh, Nia Jax, they fucking announced that it's Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks versus Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler for the tag titles at Fastlane. Again, without Naomi and Lana getting their shot, uh, Tamina and Natty. Uh, brought it up and Adam Pierce was just like I made the decision I had to make the decision and then Sonya Deville just said Adam made a different decision than I would have 
And whatever Adam Pearce is doing by interfering on Wednesday and then making this match on Friday, he's he's manipulating something, and I'm not quite understanding what it is. We'll see how it plays out. Uh, hopefully on Raw, they do something. But whatever's happening with this women's tag title, I'm wondering if they're if they're trying to make things more brand exclusive, but I hope not. I hope not, because we're already seeing problems with the men's tag team division. The women's tag team division has been very suspect since its inception. So we'll see. We'll see. Other than that, man, that's it's it was two really, really good shows. Two really good shows. Uh and and we're setting up for a quality pay-per-view. A quality pay-per-view on Fastlane. And that's going to be the one to kick off Peacock. So, you know, what What more do you want? What more do you want besides quality, quality fucking, quality pay-per-views? I'm going to do a quick, a quick AEW Revolution preview. Because, honestly, I'm going to find out who the two mystery AEW stars are. Um, I heard there was a ladder match that there's a, yeah, ladder match where there's a, a mystery contender. And then there's also somebody going to sign on Sunday. I'll run through the card real quick. Pre-show is going to have a tag match of Rio and Thunder Rosa versus Britt Baker and Rebel, which shouts. There's a casino tag team battle royal where the, the winner of the tag teams gets a title shot. Uh, I do like their casino battle royals for what they do. Um, it's a good gimmick for what they do because again they they are casino themed of sorts uh by the way they you know all out all in double or nothing you know so having the casino battle royal i think is and they always do 21 right when they do their their solo i doubt they're doing 21 tag teams but um you know it should be fun there's a tag match between miro and kip sabian versus the best friends orange cassidy and chuck taylor now this is something that's been playing out for weeks and i haven't heard anything good about it I know all four of them can wrestle, so let's see if the pay-per-view itself is a better structure wrestling show than we get with uh, Dynamite, because I always feel like they run through their segments so haphazardly. Kenny Omega versus John Moxley in an exploding, death, exploding barbed wire death match. Never seen one. Saw highlights of one barbed wire exploding years ago. The first two Moxley-Omega matches, I was not a fan of. Uh, the second one had decent wrestling. Uh, I hated the ending. It didn't make any sense. And then as they rolled it out, it wasn't making any sense. Anyway, uh, the first match I thought was so spot fest heavy. It just didn't, there was no story to it. It was like, oh, let's go over here and beat each other up there. I saw uh, a copy of the layout for at least what was circling on Twitter of what the, the death match will look like. So we'll see. Uh, you got to imagine that closes the show. And the fact that somebody said that there's a time limit, too, that if it reaches a certain time limit, then everything goes off at the same time. That's insane if that's true. Face of Revolution ladder match for a future AEW TNT championship match. Cody Rhodes versus Scorpio Sky versus Penta versus Lance Archer versus Max Caster and the first mystery of the night. I have no idea who it's going to be. I heard rumblings of Rob Van Dam being the mystery surprise signing, but it would make sense that if he was going to be there to be in the ladder match, that'd be pretty cool. Uh, Adam Page versus Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy has had no investable matches since his return to WWE. 
Uh, he was doing a great job telling stories over in WWE. I know it wasn't the, uh, what was it, Impact version of Delete that people wanted. But for me, I thought they were doing a decent job of getting the stories told. I didn't like any of the matches from a uh, ring work standpoint. Because Matt Hardy just has a hard time getting around the ring. I was invested in the stories. The outcomes were cool. So I wasn't mad at any of that stuff. When he won, when Matt Hardy won the Andre the Giant Battle Royal because uh, Bray Wyatt helped, like I thought that was great. You know that all that shit. Like they, you know, they did cool shit. But uh, you know, hopefully Hangman gets some uh, gets some love after this. It's a big money match. The winner receives the loser's uh, first quarter earnings. Whatever. It's you know, it's a stipulation. Very WCW. Uh, Sheeta versus Ryo for the AEW Women's Championship. Sheeta is a fantastic women's wrestler. I didn't watch any of the lead-up. Uh, I don't know who Ryo is. We'll, we'll see what happens there. I don't know if I'm going to watch the actual pay-per-view, but I am going to pay attention to see who these signings are, uh, just to put that out there. So that's why I'm going over this. Uh, Team Taz, Brian Cage and Ricky Starks versus Darby Allen and Sting in a street fight. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Some people are saying cinematic, some aren't. There's, It's so easy to protect Sting in a non-cinematic street fight, uh, especially with four people. So we'll see how that goes. And then the last match that they, or, which is the number one match that they listed on uh, Wikipedia, it's the Young Bucks versus the Inner Circle, Jericho and MJF. As for the tag titles, I don't care. Uh, I was telling a friend of mine about Jericho and, and everything I've seen and things like that. And this match, period, when Jericho's in the ring, Based on what I've seen of the Young Bucks wrestling, I would not be surprised if it's a lot of Jericho standing in one place waiting for the next Young Buck move or, at most, bouncing off the ropes or he'll be on offense walking them around. He just doesn't have it anymore, in my opinion. Now, maybe he should take a page out of other people's books and, you know, part-time it and be in respectable shape when he steps in the ring but whatever it is hopefully because i I did see a report that jericho is going to be more of a full-time commentator going forward so we'll see we'll see I, i i don't know but overall i mean i don't i don't think the stories of these matches because it everything i've seen of miro and kip sabian versus the best friends it's just standard, like, I don't like you, you don't like me stuff. And even the stories that they were trying to put behind it was just a waste of time. It's like, hey, best friends over here doing that, Mira wants to attack. Uh, Mira and Sabian are doing this, and best friends want to attack. Like, it's just, just fight already. It's it's not real story. It's not real story. Uh, you know, Omega Mox should be something special, uh, and hopefully we get that. The face of revolution is what it is, right? I saw people complaining. About how some people had to qualify, others didn't. And Tony Khan laid it out there. But the big money match doesn't make sense to me either. I, I don't know. I don't know. I guess I got to watch more. So I'm not going to shit on it. I'll take a look at what's going on. Other than that, I got nothing. Look, anyone out there listening, like and subscribe to whatever podcast platform that you listen on. Review if you do. Rate if you feel. Go to YouTube. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, that particular link is on the website, TWTakesPodcast.com. It's also on Twitter. Go to my, I I made dynamic links for everything that I have. Uh, I'm also now on TuneIn. I have to make a dynamic link for that. 
uh, any podcast platform that you listen to, and you may have this on one that I'm not on yet, let me know. But go to TWTakesPodcast.com. All the dynamic links are there. Uh, like and subscribe on YouTube. Hit the alert. Hit the subscribe. Again, review anywhere that you do. The best way to do all of this is get listenership up. Catch an ad in the beginning. Throw an ad on the back. T-shirts. T-shirts are ordered. Appreciate some of the supporters out there asking about when they're going to be available. Uh, when's the website going to be ready? All that shit. On the TW Takes podcast, there is a tease page. That tease page will be active and inactive a lot going forward until they come in the mail. When the t-shirts get here, I will be ready to go from the jump. I am looking at what international shipping rates are going to be. And what I think I'm going to do is just add a button that if you are international, you just add that item to the cart too. Because everything's going to be free shipping. Every, everything is price included. I'm not, I'm not doing any, uh, I'm, not, I'm not upping any prices. I'm not, none of that shit. Everything's going to be as streamlined as possible. Um, I'm every, it's, everything's always evolving too. So please, please be patient. Um, there's going to be five different colors of t-shirts. I'm looking to do uh, some multi-packs to help you guys with discounts and shit. It also helps me. This way I don't have to pay shipping on multiple items. But we're going to have a shit ton of fun with this. It's completely listener interactive. So anyone out there supporting, please give me your thoughts, ideas, all that shit. When these t-shirts come in, I hope you guys like them, enjoy them. Order them. It's the best way to support the podcast. I can start getting better equipment, advertising for greater viewership. I might be switching podcast platforms, all that shit. We are ever, ever evolving over here at the TW Takes Podcast. So, with that being said, go to TWTakesPodcast.com. Click the link to the your favorite podcast platform. I am there. If you do not see your favorite podcast platform, email me, BishopTWTakes at gmail.com. I will get it there. Follow me on Twitter at TWTakesPodcast.com, the wife at Mrs. TWTakes. Thank you guys so much for your support. I look forward to continually growing. We will have so much fun growing together. I am excited uh, for Fastlane. Marsh and myself are locked in for a watch-along together, barring any other circumstances. We will see if anyone else joins on. Other than that, Let's keep this wrestling train going, man. We are in the best time to be wrestling fans. And the shit that we're getting out from companies across the board is a complete effort to entertain us. If it doesn't hit for you, believe it, it definitely hits for someone else. I don't dig AEW, but a lot of people do. I don't dig Charlotte, a lot of people do. I fuck with Roman. I've been messing with him since the first Daniel Bryan match. A lot of people haven't. You know, I love the Street Profits. Marsh hates them. I need more Billy Kay in my life. Marsh hates them. All that shit. It's not, not everything's for everyone, but wrestling is for everyone. So, with that being said, review if you do, rate if you feel. Follow me at TWTakesPodcast on Instagram and Twitter. Share your terrible wrestling takes via my pinned tweet. Email me, BishopTWTakes at gmail.com. Until next time.